<laughs> Season one, let's do it. Hey, beautiful humans, you're listening to the Human Experience Podcast, hosted by me, Kiara Marie. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I'm here to share my human experience, as well as have these raw and powerful conversations with leaders in the health and wellness space. The Human Experience Podcast began because I truly believe our souls are here to experience a wide range of emotions, make mistakes, own our past traumas that led us to make them, and face our deepest fears in order to grow. The Human Experience is a conversation about self-development, conscious awareness, normal human responses, and connecting mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. The Human Experience promises to deliver authenticity and diversity. The Human Experience community is a group of humans doing the work so they can live their lives to their fullest potential and are here to break intergenerational family patterns so that generations to come can too. At The Human Experience, we're diving deep. Thanks so much for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Do you want to be in optimal health by having better digestion, glowing skin, better sleep, and more energy? That's where I come in. I help women heal so they can own their bodies by having better digestion, cycles, and moods. My customized programs are for you if you have thyroid issues, gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, acne, or other chronic conditions, and if you're committed to making the food and lifestyle changes needed in order to reach your goals. If this sounds like you, shoot me an email to schedule your free discovery call at kiaramariewellness at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hi guys. Happy Thursday it is now. Um, It's hard to keep track of what day of the week it is um, with everything that's going on right now. But um, on today's podcast episode, we have my mom. Her name is Carol, and she and I will be discussing so many topics today. But first, I want her to introduce herself. So, mom, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. My name is Carol, as Kiara mentioned, and I am just so ecstatic and and proud of Kiara and her podcast and everything she has accomplished um, at a young such a young age but um, I don't think that's anything that she doesn't know she knows how proud I am of her but um, yeah I'm here as a special guest on her podcast to talk openly about anything and everything she wants to (laughs) yes that is right so First, we're going to talk about our current living situation. So as everyone can tell on social media, I am no longer in Richmond. I transitioned, oh, it's been a month now. Isn't that so hard to believe? It's been a month, over a month. Um, I feel like it's flown by. So the reason for my move was uh, due to my romantic relationship ending with my partner in Richmond. And, um, but the transition was smooth, so smooth. I feel like it was really smooth. It was just like meant to happen. Yeah. For me too. I was at a place where I, um, also needed you and, um, you know, buying a new home and starting fresh for myself as well and having you and Brandon in the same house again, it just seemed like good old days. So it worked out perfect. Good yeah, timing. it did. It really did. Because Brandon, yeah, Brandon lives here with his girlfriend who he's been with for, oh God. Two years. No, but like they were together like. Since freshman year in high college. Yeah, so. But like they weren't like official, official, you know, like that. Well, it whole... wasn't really freshman, I guess. I don't know. You have to ask them <laughs> how long they've been together. Like, but it's been a while. It's been a while. So they decided to um, pull the trigger and move in together. And they have their dog, Wit. And I have my two boys, Rocky and Bane. Single mother of two children. <laughs> two fur babies. Two fur babies. Yeah. And, and I have my fur baby. So we have four dogs, yeah. four adults. <laughs> 
four bedrooms. <laughs> it is definitely um, a zoo at times, it feels like, mm-hmm. um, especially when they all sing like they just mm-hmm. did. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun, though. I will say there's never a, a dull moment. Um, and I love it. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Me neither. I'm really happy to be home. It's, it's Richmond. I mean, I don't know who's listening to this, but Richmond and Northern Virginia are definitely two totally different places. Um, even though they're still in the same state. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but I love being so close to a lot of different places here. So it's definitely a good location, good environment to be in. I feel like I'm definitely at a place in my life where I'm thriving and, you know, although, you know, there are some circumstances that have taken place that have kind of shaken me to my core, but I feel like, like I have this support system behind me. So it's definitely a good place to be in to heal. And like you said, for yourself too. So absolutely, guys, today we're going to be talking about the relationship that I have with my mom, because obviously like you guys have seen her on social media, we do have a very close connection. Um, and I have gotten several questions about that or just little comments here and there. Like, I love the relationship you have with your mom, blah, blah, blah. I love how close you guys are. You know, she's so cool. She's so awesome. Like, so I kind of, I kind of, I kind of want to talk about, you know, how it hasn't always been that way, but yet it kind of has. Um, so we're going to just, I don't think we've ever been at odds. I think maybe like in high school, like when I was well, just I mean, going... you know, there's a fine line and, and mothers do have to discipline, but it wasn't that hard for me. No, I, no, definitely not. But I don't think it's ever been like this. I mean, I don't know. It's just been so different. And because, like, of my age and your age, it's just, it's just so different now. Yeah. Now so we're I, both adults, and we can talk as adults. Where before, when you were a little girl, it was just this special little girl type of, you know. But you were always such a good baby. You were a good toddler. You were a good, <laughs> you know, kid. I feel like everyone says this about their kids. And Actually, then, no, not really. Well, I mean, and then in high school, you did have to, you know... Uh, pull back a little bit and um, but then you went away in college and I missed you so much and you grew up and you blossomed and you started getting your own uh, I think you found yourself in college and and then here we are yeah so everyone of my aunts or uncles when I was a baby will tell you that I would not leave my mom's side. Like I was so attached to her. Like even if she was asked to go dance at family get togethers, like I would throw a fit. Mm -hmm. I was not having it. I could not Mm -hmm. go with anyone else. I just had to be with her and I don't Mm -hmm. know where that stems from, but I was just really attached to my mom. I wouldn't go with anyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. Yep, you would grab onto my legs. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of how, if if that kind of puts any perspective into who I am as a person, I think that's where it all stems from. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was as a baby. And I think as I progressed into my teenage years, like I still held my mom's hand until I was, what, like eight years old? And Or maybe ten. I don't know. I remember holding your hand like in the mall and... I just remember, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, we would always (laughs) hold hands. And I think even now, we just, you know, hug for no reason. We always hold on and we're always, like, rubbing shoulders or whatever, (laughs) touching each other. And, you know, in a mother-daughter kind of way. Nothing weird. I mean, yeah, we're close, and so what? You're my daughter. I'm your mom. No, I know. And then what else did I do? Oh, yeah, so Brandon and I, we tell this story all the time. Brandon and I used to sleep with my parents until, like, I don't know when, eight years old. And then finally, like, we went to our own beds, but we were terrified. I mean, it was all four of us like sleeping my mom and dad had their sides my Brandon my Brandon Brandon and I would fight whether or not like I got middle or he got middle like whoever didn't get middle would sleep (laughs) at the end of the bed by the feet like it was a situation yeah Um, we only needed one bed for sure yeah so that we were just so attached (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my yeah. god. Um, co-sleeping is definitely something I want to implement when I um, have my children, but I'm not sure if I would let it go on for that long. Um, anyway, so then I, you know, moved on to being a young, young adult, like high school. Is that a young adult? I don't even know. Whatever. I was like mature enough, but like I wasn't. High school is not young adult. Okay. I'm a teenager still. (laughs) I don't know, but I had like a very toxic relationship in high school and I feel like that definitely impacted my actions and choices and I mean obviously I feel like every teenager kind of goes through that but I feel like that did cause some sort of distance between my family and I where I was like not getting what I wanted not being able to do what I wanted to do having being grounded and my phone being taken away or it had to be put away at a certain hour each night like just all these rules 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 and like when rules are implemented like we just want to break them right um so that happened in high school. Then, yeah, I went off to college and, you know, had so much freedom. Like, I didn't know what to do with it because I never – I mean, I don't want to say, like, I had super strict parents, but I feel like my parents were m- more so um, on well, top knew, of me because I was the girl. You what you get away with and what you couldn't, and you knew what our um, expectations of you were, you know, you just grew up in a family where you just knew what was right and wrong. And and I think sometimes you try to <laughs> test that. <laughs> I did. And, um, but then Brandon, you know, came to grow up. And I feel like, you know, he was the boy. He was the second one. And maybe, like, there's just a little more leniency there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't say leniency as much as, um... Brandon and I have totally different personalities, though. Like, maybe they were just more cautious with me because I was so, I don't know, airy? I don't know what the word... (laughs) And Brandon is a little bit more grounded, I feel like, and that's just totally a Sagittarius thing. Um, Aries, not so much. (laughs) Um, anyway, so that's kind of where we were and then college of course I missed you and you missed me and everything and it was so nice like coming home and you know that way we could get to know each other in a different light and yeah. I think that's kind of where it all started and um yeah. I mean we started talking more deeply about um you know the the topics that concerned you most and I think that's not, you know, it wasn't so much your schoolwork anymore. It was more of your personal life and what was going on there. And that's how we started getting closer again, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, when I started getting into my own romantic relationship, like, I mean, it was impacting me in different ways, um, good and, and bad, per se. I mean, however you want to label it. Um and, you know, my mom would pick up on these things, and I think that's how we started talking about things. And then my mom started going through her own stuff, and, you know, I wanted to be there for her. And after all the times, like, she was there for me. Like, I just wanted to be there in, in some way, shape, or form in any way that I could. I could. Um, and so I think really when it all started, like, for real, for real, was then when you were going through your own current relationship battles and you know how I could be just a a shoulder to lean on Mm -hmm. um because I am the only one who really understood the situation Mm -hmm. and um so then we really connected on in that sense and I really helped her through you know a lot a lot of things because of what I've learned on my own in my own spiritual like healing journey and all the tools that I've taken along with me from all the mentors and teachers out there in this community. And so like I started, you know, telling my mom like do these things and do that thing and whatever and sometimes she would listen, sometimes she wouldn't. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think that having you definitely helped me because you you know, um knowing all this stuff, were able to um, suggest on what I could do to alleviate some of the internal pain. Um, I think definitely, and, and I guess for those that don't know what, what we're talking about is, you know, when I separated from your dad Mm -hmm. and, you know, that was just really two years ago. So that was pretty, 
recent and and although it's only been two years I feel like I've it's been 10 years already and and I've done so much growth and and I owe that to you you know not just from a mind point of view but you know a lot of it had to do with nutrition and a lot of it had to do with you know your overall wellness and and that helped me a lot had I not had you to tell me all of that stuff I don't know if I would be in the same place today um so I I always thank you and I always you know sometimes you know setting that boundary of how much to tell you how much to talk to you about because you are my daughter and I know that you also love your dad it's 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 a tough situation to be in from your point of view so I'm very conscious of that and so I tell you as much as I feel that I that you could handle although sometimes I I forget that and that you're my daughter and <laughs> think of you as my friend and tell you more mm. um but I think that the things that you do know um you are an adult and you know how to handle it um well and but what hurts me is is you know you knowing things that are hurtful and and how that will impact you later on it's it's what concerns me yeah well I think we've done a really good job and at first I think I was hearing a lot more than you know I didn't know I didn't I didn't know what was enough or what was too much or anything I was just like just tell me everything because I want to like help you <laughs> and I just want to like be there for you and take away all the pain mm-hmm. um but then I was like, you know, I started getting into boundary work and I was like, oh my gosh, I think we're, we're crossing some boundaries here. So I think I, I finally said, you know, mom, I can't hear this. Or like, I, and, and I think we've known this all along and, just, and you tried to stop yourself, but I pulled it out of you. Cause I was like, no, I have to know this. Right. Um, and I think every, you know, since you guys were little, I never wanted to show anything, you know, I wanted to keep my relationship with your dad separate than my relationship with you kids Mm -hmm. because you know I didn't want you to grow up as kids uh, in a toxic relationship with your parents you know there's um I wanted you to experience what a good um family life was like yeah and I think that's something I mean, we can definitely talk about because when I got word that this was all going down, I thought, no, like, this is just all a mistake. This is all misunderstanding. Like, let's get everyone together. Let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what is going on? But then it like reality hit and I was like, this is really happening. Like, cause I was like so confused because like my mom just said it, we had like the perfect family, like growing up. Or so, like, I thought. I didn't realize that there was all this other stuff going on behind the scenes. And I just saw us as this perfect, you know, family of four with a dog or two dogs or whatever. And we we lived this normal American life. And we had cool friends. And our parents were so cool throwing parties and having all the cookouts and, you know, everyone wanted to be around us or like your dad is so cool and like they are they really are just amazing people um but we didn't know you know what was happening behind the scenes and we didn't really need to know or pay attention to it because I mean that's what they were presenting and there was no reason to dig further into that and then, you know, as my mom and I started doing the work together, you know, we realized that she was living a life that was never really intuition-led. I think my mom was pushing down her her intuition, as I was in my recent relationship. You know, I was pushing her away and away, like, as this little voice inside of us is telling us something is wrong, something mm-hmm. is not right here. Mm-hmm. And... 
We ignore that. We ignore that because Mm -hmm. I think as women too, we try to just exhaust every option. I know I've talked about this with other women too. Like we are such nurturers and we try to just fix and hold this family together because we're one are doing it for the kids Two, like, this is the person I'm supposed to marry or whatever the case may be. Like we, we almost can't let go of our future plans because we come, we've become so attached to them. Um, so I think that was really hard. Um, just, I mean, seeing it from an outside perspective and just being like almost kind of in it too. Cause I mean, we're, we're the children. Um, it was hard at first, I think, but as time went on, I was like, no, like this is definitely like the right decision. And just, Seeing my mom flourish has just been like a movie. Like Aww. it's it's actually been like a movie. Like yeah. just guys, magic is everywhere and I think that was in it. I mean, yes, it's sad seeing my parents like grow apart and I mean, there were definitely moments that I remember growing up and you know, I want to get into a trauma related episode like mm-hmm. later on. Um, but there are definitely moments that I remember um Claire's day that you know weren't the best memories Mm -hmm. and I think my mom and my dad made the right decision to just lead their lives separately from here on out that's not to say my parents aren't bad parents um or are bad parents they're not bad parents they're great parents they're amazing parents and that's where that that you know separation needs to come in of like parents versus like lovers like, maybe their journey ended as lovers, but they're still, like, parenting us. Mm-hmm. They're still our mom and dad. Mm-hmm. We're their life. Like, they love us endlessly and will not stop yeah, loving us. That's exactly that's right. That's something that will never change. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Like, we, you know, uh, I know your dad loves you very, very much. There's no one that um, will love you more than, than your dad and me. I love you more than anything I love you and Brandon more than than me and um and I think you know any mother out there listening will say yep that's true we'll do anything for our kids and um and I think what I did and you know and I know some people will um agree and some won't and that's okay but you know I did a lot you know because of the kids but I don't want you to feel like it was your fault that I put up with you know things it's not it's and I didn't feel like I was putting up with things it's just a very difficult situation to explain Mm -hmm. but um there's just so many things that um you know I just for me it was just the right decision at the right time and I, and you know, I'm a true believer that things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what happened, when it happened, it was just the right timing for me. Yeah. I am in my early 50s and um, I feel like a young 30. <laughs> <laughs> you look it too. <laughs> I just feel like I can do anything I want. Um, there's a song called the, <laughs> the uh, best version of me oh, in Spanish. Nice. And I think it just, it just says it all, uh, for all you Spanish speaking is la, <laughs> la mejor versión de mí. La mejor, mejor versión de mí. Yeah. And, okay, we'll, um, we'll like try to link it or something. And I love it. Um, and I, it just speaks to the heart and it speaks to everything that, you know, it, it talks about a relationship that ended and then um, you start and then you just live the ver- best version of you. There you go. And and that's where I am. And, and really, it's all due to you because I feel great. I feel amazing. I believe in myself. I know I can give more love to you and Brandon because of it. And um I have accomplished so much in these last two years. You know, I did lose a lot of friends because of the separation, um, which hurt at the beginning, but now I'm better off for it. And um, I've gained so many new friends, too. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, it just really, 
I feel closer to God. I think God has helped me through. God has um, led me in the right directions. And and I'm just, you know, very thankful to you and to Brandon. You both have never left my side. You both have been with me and supported me through all this. So I love you both. We love you, Mommy. And I think, you know, I may have been the one to, like, be there and show you, like, how to do x y and z or like tell you but really it's just it's all up to you and that's for like anyone listening like if you're going through a breakup or if you're going through a big transition in your life like an idea can come to you or something can come to you but like do you sit with it or do you run with it like do you do the work or do you just ignore it like there's so many gifts given to us on a daily basis and it's all about like how we look at it like are we gonna just do nothing or are we actually going to put in the work and I can tell you like doing the work is just so freaking worth it mm-hmm. I really want to drive that home like mm-hmm. it is so hard mm-hmm. but is so worth it mm-hmm. like no, yeah, I think especially like during this quarantine because I think I've told you like dozens of times but sitting with yourself and sitting in your feelings and sitting in that discomfort it's so uncomfortable. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't want to do that. We have all of these other things to numb us, to distract us. And we're always go, 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 go. And stuck in our routine, like on autopilot, not really thinking about these feelings or releasing them in a proper way mm-hmm. or like a healthy way. And now we're just being forced to sit with our emotions. And some people I know are going through heartbreak right now, including myself. Like there is so much to be learned from this right now this time is historic like Mm -hmm. it really is Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's all coming down I mean as I said in my intro episode like I just recently lost my job like and I've I've been hurt like Mm -hmm. there's just a lot it just seems like everything's coming all at once all at once but then you just have to kind of sit back and think about what is there to learn from this you know everything that comes at you is a lesson Mm -hmm. nothing is a waste you Mm -hmm. just have to learn to identify it Mm -hmm. and and really look for that lesson and then move on from it and once you learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn then you'll learn how to how to live with those pains or at least maybe get rid of those pains but Mm -hmm. um I just I feel amazing Mm -hmm. I feel amazing (laughs) inside and out yeah and um and I know I'll be good you know I'll be fine and and I'm here for a reason and we're here together for a reason we're living together for a reason Mm. at my age at your age and Brandon with his girlfriend and all the dogs we're just all really happy we're a happy family right now Mm -hmm. yeah and I think you know having a normal human response to all this pain and all that's going on in the world is like I said perfectly normal like if you need to go cry it out Go cry it out. If you need to be a mess, go be a mess. And feel it. Honor it. Honor those emotions and just let them come through. Acknowledge them and say goodbye. And that is how we don't attach to emotions. See them as they come. If we attach to them, then we dwell and then we sink and then we identify with these emotions and say, I am sad. I am a sad person. I am whatever the emotion may be like I am that but it it is all temporary these are all things I've been telling myself you guys like this is all a temporary moment these are all temporary emotions like they will come and they will go yeah and that is how you get through something and it's 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 a daily practice like it's not gonna happen overnight things will reoccur and then you have to go through it all over again well and like some people think that if just because you've gone through a breakup you know, it's like, oh, there's something wrong with you, or they feel sorry for you, or, mm. or oh, I'm so sorry, like, it's the end of the world, and really, especially as women, they 
feel there's society I think feels like you can't be whole unless you have a man next to you mm-hmm. and that's so far from the truth I'm mm-hmm. I just feel so much better being single <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, there's a quote that I heard the other day it was like um you can't what what did it say oh my gosh I lost my train of thought it was something like if you can't be Oh, oh my God! I'm gonna hate myself. <laughs> I'm gonna what was like, the I, of it? I, I, it was like, if you can't be by yourself, then you can't be with anyone, or like something like that. Basically, just saying like you can't yearn for someone else if you can't be with yourself for the rest of your life. Well, you have to be. The, you have to you want have to, to be cut, with yourself yeah, first. Yeah, that's more like you know, love yourself first before you can love anybody. And else. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. I'm gonna do a whole episode on self love because I think when I first heard that phrase self-love I was like "Ooh, I'm gonna do all the self-care and I'm gonna get in the bath and put a face mask on and you know do all these self-care rituals on Sundays and you know oil pulling and my coconut oil hair mask and yeah. extractions and it's much more exfoliating than that. <laughs> it's so much more than that I didn't realize that I think that's because I didn't want to face it I didn't want to say no this is no longer serving me and my growth, and I need to say no to that. That is true self-love. And I was afraid to do it because I didn't want to believe that my relationship was coming to an end because that's what I identified with. I identified as this person's girlfriend, and I've attached myself to the future plans that we had. And like, no, this can't be over. This is not it. This is, this is all my life was destined out to be. Like, I limited myself so much. Yeah. And at such a young age too. And I just, I've realized that timelines are so artificial and there is no timeline. Mm -hmm. Whatever is supposed to happen will happen if it's meant to be. Well, and I always say, you know, as women, especially, you really have to find your purpose. You have to find what, what you were meant to do in this world. And, um, And you can only do that by finding yourself, by loving yourself, by trying to get closer to God in my case. But, um, you know, for me, I think it's just, I love being a mom. I love being part of my family. My family has helped me a lot. Um, You know, my siblings and my mom has always been there. So I owe... I don't want to say my recovery, but (laughs) I love my change, I guess. And and I owe it all to her rebirth. There you go. Her rebirth. rebirth. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I just told her this earlier. I was like, the two most important days of your life are the day that you're born and the day you wake up. Yes, I know you told me that just uh, earlier today. And it's true because I was saying, oh, yeah, the day you're born and the day you find your purpose. But um. I think for me, it's just, you know, I love being a mom and I love um, being a daughter too. I mean, I, and I love my mom to death and she has sacrificed so much for us. And I think, you know, it's what we live is a big cycle, right? It's just, you know, you are just like your mother or your father or whatever you, you know, you learned as a kid. And whether that's good or bad, you have to identify yes. with it and know whether you want to move that way or not. Yes, it's generational. And this is like, and I want to do a whole trauma-related episode, um, but like that generational trauma does carry on. And I feel like I've learned so much from this community that I feel like I'm I'm here to like break a lot of the pain that has gone on for centuries or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. Um, but yeah, like we're very grateful to yeah. be here and have the sun. We're currently sitting in my bedroom, guys, and the sun is like shining on my face. Uh, it I feels know. so it's good. So great. It's so great. <laughs> um, yeah. But- okay. But so how did you deal with the disappointment of an, you know, what was it like a 30 year relationship? So we were married for almost 32 years, and then we dated seven years prior to oh that. Oh, my gosh, so almost 40 so years. So we were, like, together almost 40 my years. My mom was, so. like, 13, you guys, when she met my dad, like, 13 years old, and my dad was 16. Like, that, can you just imagine? But yeah, I started going, like, we were 14, but, I mean, oh. I was 14, he was 17. We were 14. He okay. was three years older, so he was, 
It was probably a relationship that should not have started that young. <laughs> but things were so different back in the day, so we also have to take that into consideration. Yeah. I mean, that's not an excuse, but, like, I mean, come on. Like, a lot of people – today, the, the dating culture is just so different. It's so different with everything that we have access to. Well, that was kind of strange back then, too. I mean, it, it was a pretty young – but, you know, my mom accepted it, and – um, so he was allowed to come to my house and, um, you know, we were not intimate for a long time. So, um, you know, that, that took a while. And I think that, um, you know, we got to know each other so well throughout all these years that it became more of a, um, you know, of a true family. We really knew each other well. Um, but the biggest disappointment was, you know, his behavior and how, and, and what happened, you know? And I think that, um, he, I feel, you know, he didn't know how to really appreciate the family. He didn't know how to really appreciate me. And, um, um, you know, he wanted to do his own things and, um, and still be able to have a family. And to me, that just showed that he didn't have the same values I do, you know? So I think you accepted what had happened. I think when we hold on to something, I think we are almost in denial about what's going on. But I think dealing with disappointment you have to first accept the disappointment. Right. No, I right. definitely accepted it and you know and I have forgiven him for that. Mm-hmm. And um but you know I've learned that just by forgiving somebody doesn't mean that you have to go back to the same situation. Yes. You forgive and you move on, but you have to be able to forgive to be able to move on. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that the other person has also accepted that forgiveness, mm-hmm. but that's not it's not your job. It's not your job to yeah. do that. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, for myself. And it, it you know, and it took a while. Just when I thought I had forgiven him, I don't think I had. No, I, I think, think she told just, herself that. Yeah, yeah, I think I wanted to tell myself that, yeah. but I was angry for a long time. And yeah. because I was angry, I knew I had not forgiven him. Yes. So it took until yes. I wasn't angry anymore mm-hmm. that I know that I've forgiven him even though he, I don't think he's ever asked me <laughs> for forgiveness. Um, but that's the biggest strength is forgiving someone who hasn't even said I'm sorry yet. And mm-hmm. I know I've had to do that. And mm-hmm. that's so hard because our egos, we just want to be like, no, like I'm not forgiving you. Like how dare you or whatever. Yeah. We're on our high horse and can't get off of it. But true peace comes when you accept forgive and move on and then I think also like and I think I know that he's not a bad bad person you know he just has his of course weaknesses and and I was not I was at a point where I didn't want to accept those weaknesses anymore well I think with anyone um healing yourself and then how that impacts your behavior. And I think once we embark, each embark on that healing journey, not until then do we realize our, our flaws. And I mean, not to say that flaws aren't, are bad. I mean, but that can definitely cause some behavior that is not acceptable. And so I think to help himself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think after accepting that disappointment, I think you, said no more like I'm not living my life for someone else anymore for anything else like I am putting my best foot forward and I'm living my best life for myself and I told you that time and time again I was like mom like go like live your life like make the most of it I know you have and you know for the longest time I just didn't want to I think I just wanted to be by myself Mm -hmm. you know I just don't I didn't want to accept I I didn't want another relationship. I kind of like shutting the world out. Just like, that's it. I'm done. And that's when, Oh, I listened to something that it was like, when you 
are so hurt by something or someone, you just say you're done. Like you're done with love. You don't want anything else mm-hmm. to come into your life unless it's like put in front of you. Even then you might just walls up, shut down. But to deny love is the very evidence that we need that love actually exists. And that hits so hard because like when we're hurt by something or someone, like we just don't want to ever try it again. And I think that's when vulnerability steps in. And I think vulnerability is so powerful. And I think it's been given such a bad name, like being vulnerable, like you feel like naked. Like it's just, it's so hard, but it's, it's so raw and so real. And I think that's what I try to do every day for myself and for you guys, because not a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are afraid. And I I still have my moments when I'm afraid of what, like what people will think of me. And I think that's a normal human experience, Mm -hmm. but I think stepping out of that comfort zone and getting into that discomfort is where growth lies. It is. And it's hard for me because I grew up in a, in an era where you just kept things to yourself. Everything was private. And then here you are, you're open on your social media and I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) But but that has actually taught me more. And I always tell you, like, you teach me so much, you know, because I couldn't open up like that. And doing even doing this podcast with you <laughs> is like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I but I, you know, I think this is important to you and I'm willing to do it. And I know that in the long run, it, it will help us both. And um, it's all part of the growth and there's nothing what I've learned through all this is that I have nothing to hide. I have done nothing wrong and, um, you know, all I've done is really getting to know myself. I really lost myself through all those years. And, you know, when you're in a relationship, you really have to consider your partner in order to do anything and, it feels weird being on your own because you don't have to really consider anybody else except you kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and you kids are no kids anymore, you know? And, um, I finally am finding myself and I still think I have a lot more to do. I have a lot more work to do, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. And it's never ending and it's, it's really magical and I think, you know, going back to what you said, like everything used to be kept private and like, oh, hush, hush, secrets, secrecy. And that's where trauma lies. Like trauma lies in secrecy. And I want, like when I say trauma, you guys, like it's not like, oh my gosh, um, sexual abuse or, uh, or like a car accident, like real, like big traumas, mm-hmm. like small. It could be trauma. Could absolutely. Be. Absolutely. But like small T traumas, like mm-hmm. small T, like emotional, um, abuse, even that is considered a big T trauma. Um, what am I trying to say? I had small T traumas, like a difficult breakup or the way someone, you know, just the smaller, to you, yeah, the way someone spoke to while. you and like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So Trauma has happened to all of us, whether or not you want to hear it, like it is so true and it is so important to do the work. So I think that's what my mom and I are both doing. It's a never ending process and journey and we are just here to share our experiences and be open and receptive to what life brings our way. Um, I think one thing that has been helping me, um, is just looking at the small details in nature specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. The way the trees move, the way the leaves move, the way the sky Mm -hmm. looks, the way the warmth of the sun hits my skin, the birds chirping, like the small things that we need to pay attention to, but we don't because we're moving at such a fast pace. And this is what has made our society so sick mainly just as Americans because we live this standard American lifestyle and are not willing to sit with our emotions, are not willing to address those traumas and just numb, numb, numb with alcohol, Mm -hmm. numb with video games, numb with shopping, numb with 
whatever else you can think of except talk about your feelings. Well, that's the thing. It's, you know, if if you have to hold on to secrets, you're, um, you're actually... Um, what do I want to say? Like you're lacking freedom because yes. of it. You're not. Fr- you're, you're creating your own suffering, and you're yeah. not freeing yourself. Exactly. Like you are literally creating this pain cycle for yourself. Yeah. And I'm so passionate about it, and you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm not trying to. So we are literally creating suffering for ourselves. We are um, not setting ourselves free. We are addicted to these stress responses and addicted to feeling sad or listening to sad stuff while we're sad, which is okay. But I think like I, you know, going back to what I said earlier is like allowing these emotions to come through, honoring them, doing what needs to be done for those emotions and then saying goodbye. And you're actually keeping those secrets, not for for your own sake, but for somebody else's sake. Mm -hmm. You're trying to protect somebody else. And that's not your responsibility. And that's why you're keeping those secrets, which is then creating trauma in your own life. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you're not setting yourself free. Just, you know, stop with the lies, stop with the secrets, and be completely honest, especially with those who you love. Because if you're free and you're, you don't keep any secrets from the people you love, then they're the ones who can help you get through it. They're the ones who can um, understand you 100% of what you're going through. And, you know, you don't want to disappoint those who you love by keeping those secrets. And, um, and I think that's what happened in, in my marriage is... Because he was keeping secrets from me, he'd ended up, you know, he, I'm sure, didn't feel free to do anything he wanted to do. So the more secrets you keep to yourself, the worse it gets. Mm -hmm. And then you become this really uh, unhappy and angry person. Mm -hmm. And we don't even realize we're doing it. And this is why communities like this exist, because I want there to be resources for people like and then you tell a friend and they tell a friend who really needs it you know and I think that's what it's all about especially during a time like this like being there for each other and offering support offering a hand like my friend told me the other day she was like Kiara like just by doing something kind for someone else like I feel a million times better and this girl just got her heart broken like and I think that's amazing so I Mm -hmm. think if if this virus can spread as quickly mm-hmm. as it can, like so can kindness. So you mean it's the, you mean virus coronavirus? Yes, <laughs> the virus coronavirus. If the coronavirus can go viral, <laughs> so, so can, can love. kindness and love. Yes. Right. Um, so yeah. Well, and on that note, guys, mm-hmm. um, I've enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Yes. I think uh, this is a lot of fun. It's I'm, a lot of fun. I know this is like you're in your element. I'm so in my element. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for more episodes, you guys. Yeah, I think you have a lot to say. You have a lot to teach, and I'll be listening. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> so I always, well, I always, um, I will be asking my special guests um, a couple questions to end the show. So what is one thing that you live by currently? Um, Honesty. Honesty is the best policy. Honesty. Weren't we taught that in like pre-K guys or like (laughs) kindergarten? I think, uh, you know, knowing that we all make mistakes and it's okay. um, I think one thing I've learned is that I really can't stand anyone who lies once they start lying and giving you a white lie, then it becomes a bigger lie and another lie and another lie. And so I think if you just, if you're just honest, hopefully, you know, you start dealing with honest people and can identify with those people. Yeah. Um, knowing that sometimes honesty will hurt you, you know, but at least you get what, that's how you can communicate. And you can't communicate with someone that's going to, you're just going to expect lies from. Yep. So I think honesty is what I live by. And of course, the love I have for you guys. I <laughs> Anything I do is, is continues to be for you guys. Aww. Yep. Tears. Um, one more question. 
What keeps you fun and alive? Oh, you think I'm fun? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I think now I wake up and I know it's a different day. And I, you know, first thank God for waking me up and a new day and giving me all the blessings he's given me. And I think we have to learn to appreciate those blessings, you know, look around and look at what other people have to go through and really count your blessings for even being able to listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a blessing. And just, you know, having food and a roof and, and clothes and, you know, it's just all that. It's just we have to learn how to um, accept our blessings and, and appreciate them and then enjoy them, you know, make sure that you don't, just hold on and and start thinking of all and you've taught me this like I tend to think of the negative what ifs you know and instead of kind of thinking you know look at what you have and be appreciative of what you like what could happen like we always resort to like oh my gosh like life is going great like something bad can happen or like what good can come of the come of this yeah like even if something bad does happen like there's always something to be learned I know always I know and you taught me that but I I tend to go and say oh my gosh what if this happens or what if that happens instead if I do this and then I you know I can think of 10 million things and um you and um I know my brother told me once and he said if you start thinking of what could happen that could be infinite so yes oh I love that. Yeah. He's There's just, a million things that could happen. There's a million things that could happen. So why even think about that? So shout out to my brother. Raymond. Shout out. <laughs> and then what else did I tell you earlier? Today? I was like, no amount of guilt can change the past and no amount of worry can change the future. Exactly. So, I mean, I've learned to try not to worry about the what ifs. And I think that has helped in making me live life and appreciate it more. Yes. And just live gonna... in the moment. Live in the present. Yes. I thought you were going to say TikTok. Well, that's true. <laughs> so I recently learned ratchet. that and I've been like, you know, making videos on TikTok and, <laughs> and who cares. So follow me at CoolMom20. <laughs> oh, my God. You will catch a show there, guys. Um, we put her on the TikTok. <laughs> Of anyway, course. I'm uh, the mom in the 50s. Yes, maybe. probably the oldest mom out there. No, I've seen older, and who freaking cares? Like I said, there's no timeline, no age requirement. Like it's what your soul feels. What is your soul age? What is your soul number? Like yeah. that is what's important. I mean, I think I'm 15 right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, and on that note. We are going to end the episode, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Mom, thanks for being on the pod. Thank you, honey, for having me. And I'm so proud of you, as always. Keep it up, honey. Just do you. Thanks, Mommy. (laughs) Um, As always, if you feel like this podcast is resonating well with you, please feel free to um, drop a five-star rating or review so that others can hear my voice as well. And I promise I will love you forever. And thank you. Um, But yeah, until next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys, to another episode of the Human Experience Podcast. I do always appreciate your love via Instagram DMs and now any ratings or reviews that you have to give my podcast. I would love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, And of course, feel free to share with friends and family so that others can hear my voice too. Until next time.